0: Hello, I'm Wendy McGee. Welcome to the Round Trip Podcast. Have you ever felt like running away from your life? Well, I actually did it. At 55, I jumped on an early retirement package, hopped on my Can-Am Spider and drove across Canada alone. I was jobless and homeless. The great news is that along the way, I found my way back to myself and realized that everything that I needed was already inside of me, which led to the name Round Trip. Join me on my journey As I finally show up as my authentic self, it's possible to step out of your comfort zone and learn how to experience independence and joy. And you can do it all without running away. I've read that Charles Darwin thought that humans had two competing instincts, self-preservation and the impulse to help. I want to chat mostly about the incredible power of helping others today. As I made my way across on my spider, I was impressed on multiple occasions to have perfect strangers approach me to see if everything was all right. Once when I was stopped by the side of the road north of Calgary, digging through the storage compartment in search of two-way tape, a gentleman parked on the shoulder of the road to ask if I was broken down. And then in rural Ontario, as I stopped to take pictures of the fall leaves off the beaten path, a couple in a pickup truck slowed down to see if I was experiencing mechanical problems. It was so amazing to witness this concern, and even more special to be the subject of that concern. I never felt alone on my trip for that very reason. I believe that people are inherently good and caring. Like the four ladies gathered at a coffee shop in Ontario on a rainy September day, asking if I had anything to wear other than my bluish-green rain gear. They were concerned about my visibility in the nasty weather. And yes, I was carrying a bright orange and yellow flagman's vest that I promised to don before heading out. Last week, Ryan and Shannon Costello from my hometown of Inganish in northern Cape Breton suffered a horrible loss when their burn, housing livestock to support their business. The Groovy Goat Farm and Soap Company burned to the ground. According to reports, they lost horses, chickens, and their wonderful goats, which absolutely breaks my heart. Only the cows survived because they weren't in the structure at the time. It really is heartbreaking, and Ryan, who was also the volunteer fire chief, worked with his crew to battle the blaze himself. From what I understand, the firefighters were there within five minutes, but there wasn't much that could be done. The barn was full of hay, fuel for the fire, and there was even a risk that they may lose their home. In small towns, everyone knows everyone else, and there is a beautiful sense of community. I saw many tear emojis as I scrolled through my social media feeds that night. A local paper interviewed Ryan, who was overwhelmed with the support rolling in for them. There was even another business five hours away that pledged to buy a new goat for them once the barn is rebuilt. It's their livelihood, and luckily the store to sell their products was untouched. In that part of the country, the summer tourism season is critical to these small businesses. Within minutes of hearing about this tragedy later that day, my eldest daughter, who loves groovy goat products, was searching around for news and came across a GoFundMe page for Ryan and Shannon. Within a matter of hours, the original fundraising goal was met and surpassed. As I looked the next afternoon, that total was around three times the original objective. Their products are amazing, and visiting with the animals is part of the experience to buy their goat milk soaps, among other things. Just seeing the response makes me a little weepy and so proud. And strangely enough, that same daughter that told me about the fundraiser received a belated birthday present that very day by mail. The contents? A box of groovy goat products, soaps, bath bombs, etc. Bizarre timing. My girls love the products and often take time during every visit to my mom's to pick up a few items. I even ordered some via mail for both of them last Christmas. Apparently, people are placing larger than normal orders to help support them as well. That's so awesome. I remember when my dad was fighting cancer. Shannon's dad, Chris, had taken to baking during the day and would bring my dad pies and other goodies and sit for a little visit. My father was incredibly touched by that kindness and appreciated the company. I think that it went a long way to alleviate the pain that he was suffering. To help and extend kindness is to be human in the best possible way. So, with everything going on in the world right now, it's incredibly amazing to see people doing good for one another, which prompts me to contemplate the conflicting instinct. We live in a world where people have grown suspicious of close contact and untrusting of so many other people. I remember last summer being in that very groovy goat parking lot, leaving after buying products for my daughters back in Quebec before the long drive home. I totally got the stink eye from people that I didn't recognize in another car as they glared at mine with my Quebec license plates. Fear often spreads faster than COVID, and some people without a province plates were being treated suspiciously. The fact was that I was from another province, the one with the most COVID deaths in the country, and there was no way for anyone looking at my car to know if I had taken the appropriate precautions or even cared. By that point, I'd been in Inganish for six complete weeks. And if you've listened to earlier episodes of this podcast, you may remember that I lived for the first 14 days in a gazebo on my mom's property, away from everyone. I slept in a small structure without heat or running water, well, except for the garden hose, and a chemical toilet for two weeks so as not to risk passing anything along from my home province or my travels. The fear around COVID was and is palpable, although the weariness is getting stronger. And self-preservation is also strong. There is simply no way of knowing who has been in contact with what, so people were understandably on high guard. I won't argue the risks or effects or costs or benefits of the virus or of our response. There are too many variables, and I certainly don't have all the facts, just some of them sprinkled with biased opinions. And we could not have survived as a species without a healthy dose of self-preservation. It didn't feel comfortable to be glared at, But I totally understood the sentiment, and I didn't take it personally. How could I? I didn't know these people from a hole in the ground, and they didn't know me. If anyone else arriving in the province had gone directly to my 81-year-old mother's house, I likely would have done anything that I could to to physically restrain them from any kind of contact with her, and then went back to the gazebo for another two weeks. This horrible burn fire represents a tragedy, and yet I feel hope in listening to the unfolding story, After a year of being in forced isolation and warnings of any contact at all, we have an opportunity to be human and to help someone else. To feel good about doing something. And you know what? It does feel good. If you can help Groovy Goat, please consider it. And if that doesn't resonate with you, who can you help today? Can someone that you know use a friendly phone call? Can you bring a pie to someone? The act doesn't have to be big, and you don't have to put yourself at risk just be sincere. How can you do good today? Thanks for listening, and my apologies for the snoring dog in the background. We're a package deal, but sometimes he sleeps on the job. Have a great day. My name is Wendy. Thank you for listening, and remember to laugh. L-A-F. Love yourself, act instead of staying in your head, and be fearless. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.